the Lord gave the word, and great was the company of them that published it. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord. I am your host, Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr. Now lend me your ear and let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life-changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible. Today's message, the prodigal son and the good father. And now here is Bishop Caldwell. And you know what he thought about? I don't have to live like this. I don't have to be here in this situation. I know better. I was taught better. I'm getting up out of here. I'm going back home. And when I go back and I see my father, I will say to him, Father, I have sinned and am no more worthy to be called your son. Can't you hear the word of God in the book of Isaiah? All we like sheep have gone astray. But the Lord has laid upon Jesus all of our iniquity. We have a burden bearer. We have someone who knows us better than we know ourselves. Who is still willing and able to help us no matter where we are today. No matter how many mistakes that we have made along the way, we can always come back to him. If you wasted time, if you wasted resources, if you wasted your life in riotous living, you can always come to him. Jesus loves me and this I know because the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. So he came to himself and he said, I will get up from here and I'm going home. Man. You know, when, when kids are at home, they don't, they, don't, they don't have no problem burning all the lights. They don't have a problem going to the fridge, drinking a Pepsi or a Coke at midnight. They ain't paying for it. Oh, but when they get on their own, I'm, ooh, hey. They get in survival mode. I don't sit on that couch. And you wonder, whose kid is this? Because they wore my stuff out. <laughs> they ate when they wanted to, however much they wanted to eat, and now all of a sudden, I'm at their place, I can't even sit down. There needs to be a confession of sin, a confession of failure, a confession, oh, I thought it was going to be this way, but this is the reality of the way that it really is. Father, I'm sorry. All of us in here right now can take, take advantage of the goodness of God because he's been good to every one of us. He has looked beyond all of our faults, every one of them, and he has seen our needs. He's a good father. 
when that boy came home. And the Bible, this is a good part about it, to show the love of God. No doubt that dad had been sitting up there on that second level, on that balcony every day after he had his cup of cappuccino. He'd come out and sit on the balcony and he'd look because the last time he saw his boy, the younger boy, he saw him going away from the house down that trail. And in his heart, see this is the goodness of God. In his heart, that father knew one day, because he had done all he could to raise that boy right. He, he realized it in one day. See, let me, he knew that boy one day eventually would come back home. And the good father realized that I'm going to be glad to see him. But watch this. I'm not going out there looking for him. See, you, you, you bring up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. It means he won't stay out there. So that dad is sitting up there on that second level, looking at the trail day in, day out. While that younger boy was over there trying to find life in all the wrong places, find love in all the wrong places. Oh, but the day came when Johnny come marching home again, hoorah. That boy came, and, and listen, parents, good parents, they are, you know your children. When he saw that boy coming, the father jumped straight up out of there, put that coffee cup aside, went down them steps, and ran, and the boy was running toward his daddy, and the daddy was running toward the boy. The boy was glad to be home. The daddy was glad to see him home. And the daddy, according to this Bible, fell upon his neck and <laughs> kissed him. Now, you're talking about a happy father. He sent the word out from where he was. Kill the fatted calf. Let's throw a party. And that's how God feels today when you come back to him. Those of you that are in a far country. God is not going to condemn you. He's been waiting on you from the day you left. See, coming to church ain't coming back to God. Coming back to God is coming back to God. If you happen to do it at the church, fine. You can do it in your living room. You can do it behind your steering wheel. You ought to the way people drive out there. <laughs> they threw a party for the kid. And I'm not going to even talk about that older boy that wouldn't come to the party. That's why I stopped reading at verse 24. I'm tired of him. How long can you hate your brother, your sister, your family? You need to come to yourself before you wreck yourself. I remember as a kid going to the fair 
They used to have those bumper cars. I would take great delight running into people. <laughs> it looked like they were having as much fun running into me all from behind and all that. You know, life sometimes can be illustrated by a bumper car ride. You run into stuff you shouldn't and stuff running into you. But then all of a sudden, the guy that's running the whole thing in there turns the electricity off and the car stops wherever you are in the car. You get out and you get off the court because the ride is over. When that prodigal son came home, the ride was over. But to show the good father, now, bad son, good father. The father said, kill the fatted calf. Let's make merry. Let's, let, let's have fun. Let's rejoice because this my son who was dead is now alive again. So it's time to party. Kill the fatted calf. And oh yeah, bring Junior's robe out from there. Put it on him. And oh yeah, here is a signet ring that has my authority attached to it. Put that on his finger. That robe represents the righteousness of Christ. That's what God put on us. That's why we can never be lost. And we don't have to live in no pig pen. We are royalty. We've been bought with a price. We don't even belong to ourselves anymore. Kill the fatted calf. There's a place called Calvary. Where Jesus Christ, the Son of God, was crucified. Shed his blood for the forgiveness of every one of our sins. And that ring speaks of authority. We go into this world in Jesus name. We have been given divine authority. To walk on serpents and scorpions. And all the ability of the enemy. And nothing, nothing shall by any means harm us. It's time to party. It's time to rejoice over the God of our salvation. It's time to be happy to be saved. There's nothing greater than the love of God. God doesn't change because we change. He's constant. He remains the same. When I was out there and those boys were trying to, them bad boys were trying to get me to do drugs. They exercised that authority over me and I was loaded. Now, I can blame them. You can blame somebody else for your shortcomings today, but guess what? All things been equal. You did it. King David, as much as he was a man after God's own heart, when he and Bathsheba committed adultery, what did David do? David never did 
blame anybody else but himself. It's, it's like this. We have to own what we did. And quit passing the buck. But anyway. The prodigal son had a good father. And his father did not change toward his son. Because his son changed his position. The father was still there waiting on that boy to come back. And when he ran up on him and hugged him and kissed him on his neck, the father was glad to see the son come back home. The Bible tells us in another place that the angels rejoice over one sinner that repents. Do you know all on the hills of glory, angels are shouting. We can't hear it, but that's exactly what they're doing anytime a sinner comes to Christ. Why does a saint need to confess their sins to God? To restore fellowship. You don't lose sonship. So it's time right now, before we conclude this, to look at the good father. Now some of y'all have had good earthly fathers. Some of those guys were good. And, 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 and those that are still alive, I pray that he's good towards you. Because a good father is one who has resources. One who has love and understanding. One who has a broad outreach. And a good father show enough love his daughters. And a good father will show enough love his sons. A bad father won't do that. But a good father will. In Ephesians 6. So they had a party. What we're just leaving. And that older boy never did come into the party. Because he didn't want his younger brother to come back home. And then he accused the father. Of having. Prejud being prejudicial. In as in much as. He had been there all those years. And his father never threw him a party. Well, maybe he was walking around there dragging and lagging and wanted the old man to fall dead so he could get all the money. We don't know what his problem was, but he had a problem. And now people, if we're not careful, we have those in our life, they don't celebrate us, they tolerate us. You want to be around people that celebrate you and you celebrate them. That's what, my, that's what makes life worth living. Because without love... It's just a big old empty warehouse called the world out there when you find no love in it. In Ephesians 6, let's take the profile of a good father. In Ephesians chapter 6 verses 1 through 4, the Bible says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother. Which is the first commandment with promise. That it may be well with thee. And thou mayest live long. On the earth. And you fathers. Provoke not your children to wrath. But bring them up in the nurture. And admonition. Of the Lord. 
Now to the children first. And the children are commanded to obey their parents. To obey their parents. Now we can take a twofold look at this. Obey your parents while you're at home. Or what if when you get grown, get married or not married, but get out on your own. You know your mama didn't teach you to act like that. You, you know, now that's just strictly you. And you know, some people are so mean-spirited. They will chop your head off with their words and act like you don't even exist. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. Which means then that, that, that Holy Ghost-filled parents that love Jesus is born again will not give their children bad instruction. Go in there and get that bill for me. Go, 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 go and, and, and steal that car. No, children obey your parents. Here's the word. In the Lord. And parents should not expose their children to the hazards of life by teaching them bad habits. It still ought to be, yes, sir, no, ma'am. How may I help you? Let me help you with that. I think the world would be a better place if our children would act better. But the problem sometimes comes in when they are not taught better. When they are not taught better. And see, we're living in a time right now where it's a dishonor to disrespect older people. It is. That there used to be a time when guys were on the neighborhood, in the neighborhood, and I, I would watch them on their knees down there uh, uh, shooting dice. Bad boys. And if they saw a parson or a reverend coming along, they would. They would kind of put their dice to the side and, and all that. They don't do that no more. Rev, get down there. Give me, hey, pass me, pass me the dice. All of them gambling. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. And the Bible's just emphatic about it. This is right. And we live in a time right now where you get all these weird old kind of people, you know, well, what's right and what's wrong? Who's to say this is right and who's to say that that is wrong? And God is. Our creator has already predetermined what is right and what is wrong. And Isaiah tells us that the times would come when they would call evil good and good evil. A lot of our children are being swept away in cults. And you know, I thought about uh, uh, human trafficking. How a lot of our young people have been caught up in human trafficking and prostitution and etc. And I thought about that. And I came up with a conclusive answer to it. It was a white man that started it. That's what slavery was. Human trafficking. You have to tell your children that they are better than that. You have to tell your children that God loves them. You have to lead them to Christ. You have to 
train them up in the way that they should go. So when they get out there, especially in college, and they got roommates and this and that, and this guy over there smoking dope like he's going out of style, and your child ought to be the first one to go to whoever's in charge and say, I can't live in that room. No, I'm not judging anybody. I'm not living in that room. Amen. I need another room. I didn't say I hate the person in there, none of that. I just need another room. All that marijuana smoke up in that room, I didn't come here for that. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. And then it steps on to say, in verse 4, you fathers, provoke not your children to wrath. Why do you think that there are so many fathers pulling the trigger and killing their kids? Fathers are murdering their sons and sons are killing their fathers. It's gotten so bad out there now until if, 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 if uh, there was an incident that took place the other week where a woman was in a supermarket and told the person across the counter to put your mask on. Now I don't know if the, if the guy shot the woman or stabbed the woman or whatever. People have, they ain't never really had it, but they just sure enough lost it now. Fathers are provoking their children, and especially being a black man. Anyone who knows anything about a black man, I didn't say a black chump. I said a black man knows, number one, that he ought to be wise. And number two, you ought to know that it ain't hard to make him mad. Because a black man, when he gives orders, he expects those orders to be followed out. Fortunately, sometimes it's that way with the wife. You heard what I said? The blood in the veins of a black man runs hot. He's smart. He's kind. He can be resourceful. But if you cross him, it's almost like you cut your own throat. And a lot of times, fathers will provoke their sons. See, and if the son is in those teenage years and trying to find himself, and the father is constantly on his case, Daddy may end up dead. That's the time that we're living in. So it says, don't provoke, don't, don't, don't provoke your, your, your children. Fathers, don't, don't provoke your children. Don't be walking up calling them stupid. And you like your mama and you ain't going to ever amount to anything and, and, and all this. Don't, wh why are you saying all that? Aren't you supposed to be taking care of the child? Aren't you supposed to be going to work and providing the resources? Why don't you build your child up instead of tearing your child down? Huh? But you, we, we're living in a time now where there's no stability. There's no stability. You don't have to have a key to a lot of these houses. Just go and push the door and it comes open. Two, three o'clock in the morning. Ain't no lock on it. Fathers provoking their children to the point that the, ch that the child now hates the daddy. 
The children in the house, they're having fun until daddy comes home. A lot of times, we reap what we sow. And then a, a lot of us, we're not so blessed to have fathers that spoke with tongues. Fathers that loved Jesus. Fathers that got down on their knees and prayed. Fathers that guided the house the way the Lord would have it to go. There's some that are still left. And I'm not sitting here like I'm, I've been the perfect father because I haven't. And there's no need of anybody out there looking at me with your chest stuck out thinking that you're the perfect father. You're not. It's only one. Today's message, The Prodigal Son and the Good Father, FC3068, FC3068, is now available on CD for only $10, and it may be purchased by calling Know Your Bible at 318-938-1885, or you can mail in your request to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119, or email us, at net. Know Your Bible Radio Broadcast is now available as a podcast. You can listen to Know Your Bible through Apple Podcast, Google Play Music, and Spotify. Simply search for Know Your Bible or Bishop Caldwell in either app. Tap the subscribe button and Know Your Bible will come to you automatically each time an episode is posted. Enjoy! Now the question is... There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. The power in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come. The Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is... I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago and he answered me, came into my heart and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you said those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you.
Now the questions up. We'll Hello, this is Bishop Caldwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before, and you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you. Now I see.